Hi everyone, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by pointing out that I'm not a doctor or a psychologist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD who's choosing to talk about his own experiences in this podcast. I want today's episode to be a little reminder of the importance of regularly engaging with certain brain exercises. This will assist in the betterment of your cognitive abilities. And as I've mentioned in past podcasts, if you have complex PTSD, your cognitive abilities were likely altered in a negative way. So it's good to do something positive for them on a regular basis. I'm only going to go over a few pieces from an article that was in Psychology Today. I've posted the article on my Complex PTSD Twitter page. So as you might know, I had worked out with a personal trainer during the beginner of this year doing physical activities, workouts, weight training. I no longer do that, but I do go and I do the same weight training workouts that he taught me, and I do it on my own now, about two days a week. So that's one example of something good from the article. They said to engage with physical activity regularly. Also, I have mentioned that I'm in a local poetry group. There are several points from the Psychology Today article that fall under why poetry and being in a group setting, engaging in something creative is good for you. Some of the points from the article are being open to experiences, also engaging with creativity, and having social connections that you engage with regularly. All of these fall into the category of being in a poetry group. I actually just had my very first publication along with other poets and artists in the local poetry chapter. So that's kind of exciting. It shows that sticking with something is worth it. I'm going to read my latest poem after I mention a few more points that I thought I'd share today. I wanted to also remind everyone, as the same article points out, that mindfulness meditation and brain training games, which I I do logic games on YouTube, those can help as well improve your cognitive skills. The other points I wanted to make is something that I had never noticed until recently. I mentioned in a recent podcast that I found out that one of my favorite shows, The X-Files, is now on Hulu, or it has been on Hulu. I haven't watched this since I was a teenager, so it's been over 20 years. These are the old seasons from the 1990s. First of all, I never knew as a teenager watching the show how extremely well-researched and written the show is. There are a lot of scientific details in the show. It's a really good show. But more specifically in relation to this podcast, I personally, this is my own personal opinion, I personally believe that Agent Fox Mulder totally has PTSD. If you pay attention, he frequently talks about his sister being abducted when they were children. His whole life is set on finding out what happened to his sister. He was with her when she was abducted, so the trauma is literally within him. He witnessed it. He can't stop thinking about her. There's also a scene in season two where his colleague, Agent Scully, is abducted by a guy who thinks space aliens are talking to him. When Scully is abducted, it totally triggers Mulder because he's having to experience his sister's abduction all over again. Whoever was writing Mulder's character must have had a pretty good understanding of PTSD. It's, it's relatable similarly in the way that Laura Palmer's character is relatable in Twin Peaks. I've talked about this before. 
So there's different versions of Twin Peaks, and I want to point that out because they're all kind of different. There's Twin Peaks, the TV, TV series, but there's also Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which, by the way, you can find on HBO Max. That is a really good movie. It's very intense, though. There's also Twin Peaks The Return. This was a miniseries on Showtime in 2017. In both of those, Fire Walk With Me and The Return, you can really see that Laura's totally experienced trauma. The director of Twin Peaks is David Lynch, and he always leaves the meaning or the interpretation of his work, I think all of his work he's ever done, including Eraserhead, he leaves the meaning and interpretation up to the viewer. Even the actors will ask the director, what is this about? And he'll say, basically, it's up to the viewer. You're, you're to figure it out. Like, what do you think? My interpretation is that the character of Laura Palmer in Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me and Twin Peaks The Return, Laura is that of someone who is losing her identity and falling for men who remind her of her abuser. At the end of Twin Peaks The Return, she doesn't even know what her name is anymore. I think this is meant to be a metaphor. The director is using science fiction and time travel to show an example of what trauma does to someone. In Laura's case, this was severe family trauma. I find it interesting, too, that her mom, Sarah, is infected with whatever is possessing her household. Her mom shows this when a man harasses her in a bar and the mom chooses neck off, literally chooses neck off, and then she acts like nothing happened. Also, at the very end of the Return miniseries, Agent Cooper takes Laura to her childhood home. And if you listen really closely at the very end, you hear her mom say Laura's name. Then all of a sudden, Laura screams really, really loud, and the show ends. It's all a metaphor. The mom biting off the guy's neck, by the way, was in Twin Peaks The Return, which came out in 2017. And this is all just my opinion on the fact that this is all a metaphor for trauma. The really interesting thing about both of these shows is that David Duchovny, who played Fox Mulder in X-Files, he's also in Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks inspired the X-Files. In Twin Peaks, David Duchovny is a transsexual FBI agent. He is shortly featured in the 2017 Return miniseries, too. It took me a while to realize who he was because he had a wig on and he was wearing a dress. So as I said earlier, the poetry group helps me in many ways. And tomorrow is our next reading, and I want to share my most recent poem. The Hidden Gardens. That's the title of the poem. One block, two block, this is what I know. In the middle of both there exists a hidden garden. Now, partially shaded with forever sprouting red buds and maples, they lay from east to west between Pine, Caldwell, and Sandusky Streets. And from north to south, from Lafayette to State, the town of Jacksonville is their home. Sitting on land that was once Governor Joseph Duncan's, the hidden gardens aren't known to many, but they are pure poetry. The barn owls have lived there since my youth, spreading wide their brownish tinted wings. The numerous white pine trees are their hideout. 
easy to see mice on a grassless, needled floor. Connected to our hidden garden is yet another, even more enchanting. Wooden benches and trails go through it, but you would never know until you enter. It sits unchanged since my youth, hiding below the oaks and walnuts. It is places like this where you know everything will be just fine. Some things don't need to change with time. The biggest ginkgo tree in town reaches high above my parents' house. It was the first kindergarten in Jacksonville, the home. The children of the Great Depression tell me so. The home of my parents' next-door neighbor, it is also shaded by the mighty ginkgo. The Underground Railroad, I worked with her. She has gone by the name Harriet Beecher Stowe. Across the street is where my sophisticated neighbor lived. Her home, pre-Civil War, with her hidden garden laying way in the back, if you care to walk to it. She would host the Cirrhosis Women's Literary Society. 1868 is when it formed in this town. The sophisticate, her husband sculpted her with stained glass, an image of her naked on a swing. Thankful in my adult life to have known such places and people. It is real, I must tell you, every last word. The trees, the benches, the owls, these things shall hopefully stand for many more years. Mrs. Stowe, she is still there, as are my parents and the stained glass image of the sophisticate. The image, blue in color mostly, now hangs at the top of the garage of her pre-Civil War home. Renovations it is now going under, preservation, it's what they do in this part of town. Big and white with French doors and a wraparound porch, but I'm not interested in architecture. Far behind the home, there's a hidden garden. You'll find poetry back there if you care to walk it. That's the PTS complex PTSD guy. Excuse me. That's the complex PTSD guy signing off.